Hello and welcome again to our home at Home Services. Really good to have you join us. And uh, thank you so much for the warm welcome that we get every time that we come together. And also our worship team, thank you so much for continuing to inspire us through your worship. It's amazing how we enter into his gates, the Bible says, with thanksgiving in our hearts and into his courts with praise. And that's a beautiful way to do that. So, um, and I'm hoping everybody was singing along. Um, that's how much uh, we really do appreciate you. We've been talking since the beginning of the year about how we want to see God move amongst us this year. And we're genuinely looking for him to transform our lives. We've been talking about deliverance and what that means and how important it is for us to grow up and understand that our father came and sent his son to deliver us. And we too then are to become deliverers as he works in and through us. And so we just recap uh, from what we said in our last message. We were talking about um, the truth and knowing the truth. And we're told in John 8, 32, saying, you will know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And we established that knowing the truth is simply not about a piece of information. We made the point that somebody committing a heinous crime, when the truth is told, it doesn't actually set them free. They have to be incarcerated and pay a price for that truth. And often that's why people hide those truths. But Jesus is telling us that he is the truth. He says, I am the way. I am the truth and the life. And we're saying that it's very clear that truth is a person embodied by Jesus Christ. This is what he tells us that he never changes. He's always in love with us. He's always going to do the truth, the right thing, the thing that establishes uh, the, 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 the consistency of heaven is based on the fact that it's always true. And in so doing, we are to then embrace this truth because that's how we are delivered. We are set free. And Jesus came to seek and to save and to set us all free. And sometimes we don't even know that we're bound until we encounter the truth. And the Bible tells us that the truth opens our eyes. It gives us that sense of, I see that aha moment and let us know that actually I'm looking at somebody who's free. I'm looking at somebody who's truly uh, the, 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 the custodian of liberty, the, the epitome of what freedom looks like. And Jesus himself was that and is that. And so he expects of us that we walk in his stead and like he did, we then go on to help others become free. And that's part of this journey of deliverance. And I really want to just emphasize um, where we left off, that we have to embrace truth. And embracing truth means loving the word of God, loving who he is, loving what it means to be right, loving what it means to be honest, loving what it means to have his word so resonant in our hearts. David said, actually, I hide the word in my heart that I, I will not sin against you. I want to really live a life that's so pleasing to you. And so he, he, he hid that word in his heart. heart. He, he talked about how the word was a lamp to his feet, light to his path. And this was all before Jesus came and made that declaration that he is the truth. He's the, the life. He is the light of the world. And so truth and light are synonymous because light sheds light. 
or sheds, uh, it opens up what truth really looks like. It can tell and see clearly when a light is shone. And so God has defined himself through Jesus Christ as representing heaven and representing him as being the way, the truth, and the light. And that through him, we're able to live a life that reflects heaven on earth. What's really important is if we truly love him, Jesus actually said this when he encountered Peter, um, who was supposedly denying him three times. He actually said, Peter, go and feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. There's something about him declaring that you've got to go and create the context for deliverance through sharing the truth of the gospel, which is Jesus Christ. And it's very difficult for us to do that unless we understand that we have been set free through the truth by the empowerment of grace. God's grace is expressed through his love and introduces us to the truth, which is Jesus Christ, who is the epitome of grace, who is the epitome of the love of God. The embodiment of all of this aspect are, is within Jesus Christ. And that's why when we encounter him, we come face to face with ourselves and the reckoning of, I need to change because I'm looking at what truth is. And we don't know that until it's revealed to us. And that's why Jesus came in manifest form. So it was no longer a word. It was literally living and present. And we walked amongst us and we beheld his glory, the Bible tells us. And so in doing this, he came so that he could take us to sit with him in this place of freedom, this place of truth. Because truth in Christ is the definition of liberty. It gives you freedom because all things are true. All things are honest. All things are pure. That's why the Bible says that we should think on these things, whatsoever things are good, honest, and pure, says Philippians 4, verse 8, that, that these things are true, they're pure, they're excellent. Why? Because they are the embodiment of Jesus Christ, which is his word. So the take-home point today is, You've got to get into the word, not just read it, but embody it. Become the epitome, like Jesus, of what the word is saying. That people look and see and recognize the word in and through you. And so this process means that Jesus came so that we could sit with him in the place where this could become the ongoing resonant uh, reflection of who we are, that in him and through him, by sitting and dwelling in his presence, we become the custodians, the image of his word. And when people look and see us, they should see truth. They should see this love. They should see this empowering presence that can only come through the word of God. And in so doing, it allows us to become full of the love that is required to become a deliverer. And so Ephesians 2 and 6, he says, this is what Jesus did. He raised us up together with him. 
and made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with him in the heavenly sphere by the virtue of our being in Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one. So the Messiah who came to save made it a provision that we can sit in the same seat that he sits in because of his love for us. And so because of his love for us, we get to love another, see that they need deliverance, and then take the appropriate action to introduce them to the truth. That's why it says, you shall know this truth, the truth of Christ the truth of the libertarian, the truth of the individual who gives freedom. It will set you free. But there are foundations on which this is built. And this is what we're really going to uh, emphasize today. We can only be custodians of deliverance when our heart is filled with the love of Christ through the grace and the work that he has performed on the cross, and we follow on to do what he says. John 1.14 says, law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And it doesn't say, in fact, that, that there isn't a but there, it's actually law came through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. In other words, it's this continuation of this process of God giving us the law, giving us the, the foundation on which to build our truth. Without that, we will oscillate between loving and not loving, oscillate between truth and lie. But when we are embracing the word, it means we're embracing Jesus himself. John tells us that the word became flesh. This is John 1.14 and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory. And we beheld the glory of the deliverer, the one that came to seek and to save. And he's saying that it's all contingent based on his commands. Look at what Romans 8, 14 says. For as many are as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It then goes on to declare to us, in First John, he says, now, he says, we know him. This is how we know him. But now by this, we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. So it's not simply saying I know him because I can call the name Jesus. You know, we can have acquaintances, people that we think we know, but we have no clue really about who they are. They're in the public eye, they're in the media, and we see and hear so many things about them that we think we know them, but yet we don't. Jesus is saying here, you can know of me, but not know me. But the word says, First John 2 verse 3 says, now this we know, that we know him if we keep his commandments. I'm going to continue now to repeat it a number of times so that we get and grasp that God was intentional about the foundation on which we build our sense of truth has to be the living word. 1 John 2 verse 4. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. 
and the truth is not in him. Powerful again, all about keeping the commandment. Look at 1 John 3, verse 22. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Emphasizing again. 1 John 3, verse 24. Now who keeps his commandments abide in him and he in him. In other words, there's this coming together, you become fused and one because you're keeping the commandments. What are the commandments? They're the word of God. And in keeping the commandments, you means you're keeping a connection with him. You're now embodying who he is. In other words, you're following in what he says. And because that's part of your DNA, it is not hard for you to hear and follow and be led. First John 5 verse 2. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. Once again, 1 John 5 verse 3, For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. Wow, he keeps emphasizing this point. And I want to do the same today, that we've got to build our foundation on a rock, which is the word, the living word, then this becomes an integral part of who we are. Second John, verse six. This is love, that we walk according to his commandments. Revelation 22, 14. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. It's all contingent on us keeping an adherence to his word. Can you see? We have to be intentional in our ability to engage this now faith with this ultimate trust that is founded on the word of God. Hallelujah. I wonder if we can become much more in love with the word, much more in love with embracing what he says and hanging off every word that's coming from him, this man, Christ Jesus, because it's through and in him and on him that our faith is built, that our foundation is laid, that our authority now flows through so that we are empowered to deliver. But we can only do it through him based on our foundation in his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage us today. What can we do to improve our standing in relation to his commandments? What can we do to embrace more of his word? What can we do to take on more of his precepts. This year has been an intentional year that like David, we hide the word in our hearts, that we stand on his word, not ours, that we have a hunger and thirst for his word. 
because that's how we will grow. That's how we will become more like him. That's how the Christ, who is the living word, becomes fused with our DNA through the power of the Holy Spirit and the expression of the work he did on the cross through the sacrifice he made, that we would love him by adhering to what he says. That's what he says. So people saying, I love you, Jesus. Love you, Jesus. He says, I know that you love me if you keep my commandments. And in doing so, we'll find actually that we know more of the word than the, that that we don't. We begin to develop this appetite, this aptitude, this capacity for, and you become an embodiment of the living word. What's the song, Jesus? You are the living word. And so I pray today that this year will be a year where we love the Lord God with all our hearts, with all our mind body and soul and our neighbours as we love ourselves and it will be the foundation on which we execute ministry, a ministry of deliverance that we will want to seek and to save because we have a foundation on which we can save others from. Say it again, that he causes us to sit down together with him in heavenly places so that we can be, embrace his anointing, so that we can get the ruling of his divine scepter, that whatever we declare in his name, because we're standing on his word, because we're adhering to his commandments, demonstrates our love for him and his willingness to fulfill what we declare in his name. May God encourage you today. If you love me, he says to people, keep my commandments. Do what I say. Because then you, I know you love me, the word, the living word, that command. This is how I know when you do my commandments. Be encouraged this year. We're going to see transformation in our lives. And watch what our God does through us. You were born to be a deliverer. But we do it through standing on the word, obeying his commandments, which demonstrates our love for him. I will say finally, telling God that you love him is not enough. Because he says, if you love me, I know that you love me. This declares that you love me if you keep what I say, my commandments. God bless you.